Chapter thirty two of Personal Narrative of Pilgrimage from Al Medina to Mecca by Richard Francis Burton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter thirty two of Personal Narrative of Pilgrimage from Al Medina to Mecca by Richard Francis Burton. Life at Mecca and Umrah or the Little Pilgrimage my few remaining days at mecca sped pleasantly enough umar effendi visited me regularly and arranged to accompany me furtively to cairo i had already consulted mohammed shaklibha who suddenly appeared at minna having dropped down from suez to jeddah and having reached mecca in time for pilgrimage about the possibility of proceeding eastward the honest fellow's eyebrows rose till they almost touched his turban and he exclaimed in a roaring voice allah fendi thou art surely mad every day he brought me news of the different caravans the bedouin of al hijaz were he said in a ferment caused by the reports of the holy war want of money and rumours of quarrels between the sharif and the pasha already they spoke of an attack upon jeddah sheikh masoud the camelman for whom i parted on the best of terms seriously advised my remaining at mecca for some months even before proceeding to sana'a others gave the same counsel briefly i saw that my star was not in the ascendant and resolved to reserve myself for more propitious conjuncture by returning to egypt the turkish colonel and i had become as friendly as two men ignoring each other's speech could be he had derived benefit from prescription but like all his countrymen he was pining to leave mecca Footnote. no more than one quarter of the pilgrims who appear at arafat go on to El medina the expense the hardships and the dangers of the journey account for the smallness of the number in theology it is jais or admissible to begin with the prophet's place of burial but those performing the hajjat al-islam are enjoined to commence at mecca and a footnote whilst the pilgrimage lasted no malady came to trouble them but with its excitement over they could think of nothing but their wives and children long-drawn faces and continual sighs evidenced nostalgia at last the house became a scene of preparation blue chinaware basketed bottles of zamzam water appeared standing in solid columns and pilgrims occupied themselves in hunting for mementos of mecca ground plants combs balm henna tooth-sticks aloe-woods turquoise coral and mother-of-pearl rosaries shreds of kiswa cloth and fine abas or cloaks of camel's wool it was not safe to mount the stairs without shouting Tariq! out of the way at every step on peril of meeting face to face some excited fair footnote when respectable married men live together in the same house a rare occurrence except on journeys this most ungallant practice of clearing the way is and must be kept up in the east End of footnote. the lower floor was crowded with provision vendors and the staple article of conversation seemed to be the chance of a steamer from jeddah to suez weary of the wrangling and chaffering of the hall below i had persuaded my kind hostess in spite of the surly skeleton that her brother was partially to clear out a small storeroom in the first floor and to abandon it to me between the hours of ten and four during the heat of the day clothing is unendurable at mecca the city is so compacted together by hills that even the samum can scarcely sweep it 
the heat reverberated by the bare rocks is intense and the normal atmosphere of an eastern town communicates a faint lassitude to the body and irritability to the mind the houses being unusually strong and well built might by some art of their antidote be rendered cool enough in the hottest weather but they are now ovens footnote i offer no length of description of the town of mecca ali bey and burckhardt have already said all that requires saying although the origin of the Baytullah be lost in the glooms of past time the city is comparatively modern place built at about a d four hundred fifty by qusay and quraysh it contains about thirty thousand to forty five thousand inhabitants with lodging rooms for at least treble that number and the material of the houses is brick granite and sandstone from the neighbouring hills the site is a winding valley on a small plateau half way below the gulfs its utmost length is two miles and a half from Madaba at the north to the southern mount jihad and three-quarters of a mile would be the extreme breadth between abu Qubais eastward upon whose western slope the most solid mass of the town clusters and jebel hindi westward of the city in the centre of this line stands the kaaba i regret being unable to offer the reader a sketch of mecca or of the great temple the stranger who would do this should visit the city out of the pilgrimage season and hire a room looking into the quadrangle of the harem this addition to our knowledge is more required as our popular sketches generally taken from dusson are utterly incorrect the kaaba is always a recognizable building but the view of mecca known to europe is not more like mecca than like cairo or bombay and a footnote. it was my habit to retire immediately after the late breakfast to the little room upstairs to sprinkle it with water and to lie down on a mat in the few precious moments of privacy notes were committed to paper but one eye was ever fixed on the door sometimes a patient would interrupt me but a doctor is far less popular in al-hijaz than egypt the people being more healthy have less faith in physics sheikh masoud and his son had never tasted in their lives aught more medicinal than green dates and camel's milk occasionally the black slave girls came into the room asking if the pilgrim wanted a pipe or a cup of coffee they generally retired in a state of delight attempting vainly to conceal with a corner of a tattered veil a grand display of ivory consequent upon some small and innocent facetiousness the most frequent of my visitors was abdullah the kabira's eldest son this melancholy jacques had joined our caravan at al hamra on the yambar road accompanied us to al medina lived there and journeyed to mecca with the syrian pilgrimage yet he had not once come to visit me or his brother the boy mohammed when gently reproached for this omission he declared it to be his way that he never called upon strangers until sent for he was the perfect saudawi or melancholist in mind manners and personal appearance and this class of humanity in the east is almost as uncomfortable to the household as the idiot of europe i was frequently obliged to share my meals with him as his mother though most filially and reverentially entreated would not supply him with breakfast two hours after the proper time or with a dinner served up forty minutes before the rest of the household often too i had to curb by polite deprecation the impetuosity of the fiery old kabira's tongue thus abdullah and i became friends after a fashion 
he purchased several little articles required and never failed to pass hours in my closet giving me much information about the country deploring the laxity of Meccan morals and lamenting that in these evil days his countrymen had forfeited their name at cairo and constantinople his curiosity about the english in india was great and i satisfied it by praising as a muslim would their politique their even-handed justice and their good star then he would inquire into the truth of a fable extensively known on the shores of the mediterranean and of the red sea the english it is said sent a mission to mohammed inquiring into his doctrines and begging that the heroic khalid bin al-walid might be sent to proselytize them footnote it is curious that the afghans should claim this Quraysh noble as their compatriot on one occasion when khalid bin al-walid was saying something in his native tongue the pushtu or afghani mohammed remarked that assuredly that language was the peculiar dialect of the damned as khalid appeared to suffer from the observation and to betray certain symptoms of insubordination the prophet condescended to comfort him by graciously pronouncing the words linda raora i e bring me my bow and arrows remarks on dr dorn's christomati of the pushtu or afghan language translated bombay asiatic society eighteen forty eight end of footnote unfortunately the envoys arrived too late the prophet's soul had winged its way to paradise an abstract of the moslem scheme was however sent to the ingris who declined as the founder of the new faith was no more to abandon their own religion but the refusal was accompanied with expressions of regard for this reason many moslems in barbary and other countries hold the english to be people of the books and the best inclined towards them as regards the prophet's traditions concerning the fall of his birthplace and the thin calf from the habash abyssinian shall destroy the kaaba i was informed that towards the end of time a host will pass from africa in such multitudes that a stone shall be conveyed from hand to hand between jeddah and mecca this latter condition might easily be accomplished by sixty thousand men the distance being only forty-four miles but the citizens consider it to express a countless horde some pious moslems have hoped that in abdullah bin zubair's re-erection of the kaaba the prophecy was fulfilled footnote see the ninth building of the kaaba described in chapter four and a footnote the popular belief however remains that the fatal event is still in the womb of time in a previous part of this volume i have alluded to similar evil presentiments which haunt the mind of al-islam and the christians zealous for the propagation of his faith may see in them an earnest of its still wider diffusion in future ages footnote it requires not the can of a prophet to foresee the day when political necessity will compel us to occupy in force the fountain-head of al-islam late in the afternoon i used to rise perform ablution and repair to the harem or wander about the bazaars till sunset after this it was necessary to return home and prepare for supper or dinner it would be called in the west with the meal concluded i used to sit for a time outside the street door in great dignity upon a broken-backed black wood chair traditionally said to have been left in the house by one of the princes of delhi smoking shisha and drinking sundry cups of strong green tea with a slice of lime a fair substitute for milk 
at this hour the seat was as in a theatre but the words of the actor were of nature somewhat too fascinating for a respectable public after nightfall we either returned to the harem or retired to rest our common dormitory was the flat roof of the house under each cot stood a water gugglet and all slept as must be done in the torrid lands on and not in bed i sojourned at mecca but a short time and as usual with travellers did not see the best specimens of the population the citizens appeared to me more civilized and more vicious than those of al medina they often leave home where small experience grows and qui multum pregrinatur raro sanctificatur or become a worldly wise god-forgetting and a mammonish sort of folk circumambulate and run between safa and marwa and commit the seven deadly sins is a satire popularly levelled against them hence to the proverb al-haram fil haramain evil dwelleth in the two holy cities and no wonder since plenary indulgence is so easily secured footnote good acts done at mecca are rewarded a hundred thousandfold in heaven yet it is not auspicious to dwell there umar informs us that an evil deed receives the punishment of seventy and a footnote the pilgrim is forbidden or rather dissuaded from abiding at mecca after the rites and wisely too great emotions must be followed by a reaction and he who stands struck by the first aspect of allah's house after a few months the marvel waxing stale sweeps past with indifference or something worse there is however little at mecca to offend the eye as among certain nations further west a layer of ashes overspreads the fire the mine is concealed by a green turf fair to look upon it is only when wandering by starlight through the northern outskirts of the town that citizens may be seen with light complexions and delicate limbs coarse turbans and egyptian woollen robes speaking disguise and the purpose of disguise no one within the memory of man has suffered the penalty of immorality spirituous liquors are no longer sold in shops as in burckhardt's day Footnote. it must be remembered that my predecessor visited mecca when the egyptian army commanded by muhammad ali held the town End of footnote and some are not officers assured me that they found considerable difficulty in smuggling flasks of araki from jeddah the meccan is darker a man than the medinet the people explain this by the heat of the climate i rather believe it to be caused by the number of female slaves that find their way into the market gallas swahilis a few somalis and the abyssinians are embarked at suakin zayla tajurra and berbera carried in thousands to jeddah and the holy city has the pick of every batch thence the stream sets northwards a small current towards el medina and the main line to egypt and turkey footnote in another place i have ventured a few observations concerning the easy suppression of this traffic and a footnote most meccans have black concubines and as has been said the appearance of the sharif is almost that of a negro I did not see one handsome man in the holy city, although some of the women appeared to me beautiful. 
the male profile is high and bony the forehead recedes and the head rises unpleasantly towards the region of firmness in most families male children when forty days old are taken to the kaaba prayed over and carried home where the barber draws with the razor three parallel gashes down the fleshy portion of each cheek from the exterior angle of the eyes almost to the corners of the mouths these mashali as they are called may be of modern date footnote the art is called tashrit or gashing the body is also marked but with smaller cuts so that the child is covered with blood ali bey was told by some meccans that the face gashes served the purpose of phlebotomy by others that they were signs that the scarred was the servant of allah's house he attributes this male gashing like female tattooing to coquetry the citizens told me that the custom arose from the necessity of preserving children from the kidnapping persians and that it preserved as mark of the holy city but its wide diffusion denotes an earlier origin muhammad expressly forbade his followers to mark the skin with scars these beauty marks are common to the nations in the regions to the west of the red sea the barabara of upper egypt adorn their faces with scars exactly like the meccans the abyssinians moxa themselves in hittacombs for fashion's sake i have seen cheeks gashed as in the holy city among the gallas certain races of the swahili trace around the head a corona of little cuts like those of a cupping instrument and to quote no other instances some somalis raise ghastly seams upon their chocolate-coloured skins End of footnote. the citizens declare that the custom was unknown to their ancestors i am tempted to assign to it a high antiquity and cannot but attribute a pagan origin to a custom still prevailing despite all the interdictions of the ulama in point of figure the meccan is somewhat coarse and lymphatic the ludicrous leanness of the outward man as described by ali bey survives only in the remnants of themselves belonging to a bygone century the young men are rather stout and athletic but in middle age when man swills and swells they are apt to degenerate into corpulence the meccan is a covetous spendthrift his wealth lightly won is lightly prized pay pension stipends presents and the ikram here as at al medina supply the citizen with the means of idleness with him everything is on the most expensive scale his marriage his religious ceremonies and his household expenses his house is luxuriously furnished entertainments are frequent and the junketings of his women make up a heavy bill at the end of the year it is common practice for the citizen to anticipate the pilgrimage season by falling into the hands of the usurer if he be in luck he catches and skin one or more of the richest hajis on the other hand should fortune fail him he will feel for life the effect of interest running on at the rate of at least fifty per cent the simple and compound forms of which are equally familiar to the wily sarraf Sairafi, a money-changer, Sarraf is banker, the Indian Shroff is banker, money-changer, and usurer. And a footnote. The most unpleasant peculiarities of the Meccans are their pride and coarseness of language. Footnote. When speaking of the Meccans, I allude only to the section of society which fell under my observation. 
and that more extensive division concerning which i obtained notices that could be depended upon and a footnote looking upon themselves as the cream of earth's sun they resent with extreme asperity the least slighting word concerning the holy city and its denizens they plume themselves upon their holy descent their exclusion of infidels footnote the editor of burckhardt's travel in arabia supposes that his author sect of light extinguishers were probably parsees from surat or bombay the mistake is truly ludicrous for no pious parsee will extinguish a light moreover infidels are not allowed by law to pass the frontiers of the sanctuary the sect alluded to is an obscure heresy in central asia and concerning it the most improbable scandals have been propagated by the orthodox and a footnote their strict fastings their learned men and the purity of their language footnote it is strange how travellers and linguists differ upon the subject of arabic and its dialects niepor compares their relation to that of provencal spanish and italian whereas lane declares the dialects to resemble each other more than those of some different countries in england herbin or grammar draws a broad line between ancient and modern arabic but hawks or nachrichten von marokos und fez asserts that the difference is not so great as is imagined perhaps the soundest opinion is that proposed by clodius in his arabic grammar dialecticus arabum vulgaris tantum differt ab erudita quantum isocrates dictio ab hodierna lingua grecia but it must be remembered that the arabs divide their spoken and even written language into two orders the kalam wati or vulgar tongue sometimes employed in epistolary correspondence and the nahui or grammatical and classical tongue every man of education uses the former and can use the latter and the koran is no more a model of arabic as it is often assumed to be than paradise lost is of english inimitable but no man imitates them End of footnote. in fact their pride shows itself at every moment but it is not their pride which makes a man too proud to do dirty work my predecessor did not remark their scurrility he seems on the contrary rather to commend them for respectability in this point if he be correct the present generation has degenerated the meccans appear to me distinguished even in this foul-mouthed east by the superior licentiousness of their language abuse was bad enough in the streets but in the house it became intolerable the turkish pilgrims remarked but they were too proud to notice it the boy mohammed and one of his tall cousins at last transgressed the limits of my endurance they had been reviling each other vilely one day at the house door about dawn when i administered the most open reprimand in my country afghanistan we hold this to be the hour of prayer the season of good thoughts when men remember allah even the kafir doth not begin the day with curses and abuse the people around approved and the offenders could not refrain from saying thou hast spoken truth o fendi then the bystanders began as usual to improve the occasion 
see they exclaimed this suleimani gentleman he is not the son of a holy city and yet he teaches you yea the children of the prophet repent and fear allah to which they replied verily we do repent and allah is a pardoner and the merciful were silent for an hour and then abused each other more foully than before yet it is a good point in the meccan character that it is open to reason it can confess itself in error and it displays none of that darkness of vice which distinguishes the sinner of a more stolid race like the people of southern europe the samite is easily managed by jest though grave and thoughtful he is by no means deficient in the sly wit which we call humour and the solemn gravity of his words contrast amusingly with his ideas he particularly excels in the cervantic art the spirit of which says stern is to clothe low subjects in sublime language in mohammed's life we find that he by no means disdained a joke sometimes a little hazard as in the case of the paradise coveting old woman the redeeming qualities of the meccan are his courage his bonhomie his manly suavity of manners his fiery sense of honour his strong family affections his near approach to what we call patriotism and his general knowledge the reproach of extreme ignorance which burckhardt directs against the holy city has long ago sped to the limbo of things that were the dark half of the picture is formed by pride bigotry irreligion greed of gain immorality and prodigal ostentation of the pilgrimage ceremonies i cannot speak harshly it may be true that the rites of the kaaba emasculated of every idolatrous tendency still hang a strange unmeaning shroud around the living theism of al-islam but what nation neither in the west or in the east has been able to cast out from its ceremonies every suspicion of its old idolatry what are the english mistletoe the irish shrake the pardon of brittany the carnival and the worship at iserna better far to consider the meccan pilgrimage rites in the light of evil worship turned into lessons of good than to philosophize about their strangers and to blunder in asserting them to be insignificant even the bedouin circumambulating the kaaba fortifies his wild belief by the fond thought that he treads the path of allah's friend at arafat the good muslim worships in imitation of the pure allah footnote or adam End of footnote. and when hurling stones and curses at three senseless little buttresses which commemorate the appearance of a fiend the materialism of the action gives to its sentiment all the strength and endurance of reality the supernatural agencies of pilgrimage are carefully and sparingly distributed the angels who restore the stones from munna to musdalifa the heavenly host whose opinions cause the kaaba's veil to rise and wave and the mysterious complement of the pilgrims total at the arafat sermon all belong to the category of spiritual creatures walking earth unseen a poetical tenant not condemned by christianity the meccans are it is true to be reproached with their open mammon worship at times and at places the most sacred and venerable but this has no other effect upon the pilgrims than to excite disgust and open reprehension 
here however we see no such silly frost as heavenly fire drawn from a phosphorus match nor do two rival churches fight in the flesh with teeth and nails requiring the contemptuous interference of an infidel power to keep around order here we see no fair dames staring with their glasses rocks at the head of the church or supporting exhausted nature with the furtive sandwich or carrying pampered curs who too often will not be silent or scrambling and squeezing to hear theatrical music reckless of the fate of the old lady who on such occasion there is always one has been thrown down and cruelly trampled upon by the crowd if the meccan citizens are disposed to scoff at the wild takruri they do it not so publicly or shamelessly as the roman jeering with the ribald jest at the fanaticism of strangers from the bogs of ireland finally at mecca there is nothing theatrical nothing that suggests the opera but all is simple and impressive filling the mind with a weight of awe not easy to be borne and tending i believe after its own fashion to good as regards to the meccan and muslim belief that abraham and his son built the kaaba it may be observed the eugenistic account of the great patriarch has suggested to learned men the idea of two abrahams one the son of terah and one the son of azer the fire a prometheus who imported civilization and knowledge into arabia from haram the sacred centre of sabaean learning Footnote. the legend that abraham was the son of fire might have arisen from his birthplace ur of the chaldees this ur whence the latin uro becomes in persian hair or in arabic ir or ar it explains the origin of orotalt better than by means of allah ta'ala this word variously spelt orotalt orotalt and orotal the latter would be the masculine form in arabic is urrat ilat or the goddess of fire most probably the sun a shams, which the semites make a feminine for begin translated sonen got an error of gender as the final consonant proves the other deity of pagan arabia alilat is clearly alat may not the phoenicians have supplied the word er which still survives in erin and in ireland even so they gave to the world the name of britain Britanke, tanuki, the land of tin and i should more readily believe that iran is the land of fire and accept its derivation from ir or a man End of footnote. muslim historians all agree in representing abraham as the star worshipper in youth and eusebius calls the patriarch a son of adar his father's name therefore is no arab invention whether ishmael or his sire ever visited mecca to build kaaba is in my humble opinion an open question the jewish scripture informs us only that the patriarch dwelt at beersheba in gerar in the southwest of palestine without any allusion to the annual visit which muslims declare he paid to their holy city at the same time arab tradition speaks clearly and consistently upon the subject and generally omits those miraculous and superstitious adjuncts which cast shadows of sore doubt upon the philosophic mind the amount of risk which a stranger must encounter at the pilgrimage rites is still considerable 
a learned orientalist and divine intimated his intention in a work published a few years ago of visiting mecca without disguise he was assured that the turkish governor would now offer no obstacle to a european traveller i was strongly dissuade a friend from making the attempt it is true that the frank is no longer as in captain head's day insulted when he ventures out of the meccan gate of jeddah footnote captain c f head author of eastern and egyptian scenery was pelted by the bedouin as late as eighteen twenty nine because he passed the eastern gate of jeddah in frankish dress and a footnote and that our vice-consuls and travellers are allowed on condition that their glance do not pollute the shrine to visit taif and the regions lying eastward of the holy city neither the pasha nor the sharif would in these days dare to enforce in the case of an englishman the old law a choice thrice offered between circumcision and death but the first bedouin who caught sight of the frank's hat would not deem himself a man if he did not drive a bullet through the wearer's head at the pilgrimage season disguise is easy on the account of the vast and varied multitudes which visit mecca exposing the traveller only to stand the buffet with knaves who smell of sweat but woe to the unfortunate who happens to be recognised in public as an infidel unless he could throw himself at once upon the protection of the government footnote the best way would be to rush if possible into a house and the owner would then for his own interest as well as honour defend a stranger till assistance could be procured and a footnote amidst however a crowd of pilgrims whose fanaticism is worked up to the highest pitch detection would probably ensure his dismissal at once al numero de piu those who find danger the salt of pleasure may visit mecca but if asked whether the result justifies the risk i should reply in negative and the vice-consul at jeddah would only do his duty in peremptorily forbidding european travellers to attempt mecca without disguise until the day comes when such steps can be taken in the certainty of not causing a mishap an accident would not redound to our reputation as we could not in justice revenge it footnote future pilgrims must also remember that the season is gradually receding towards the heart of the hot weather for the next fifteen years therefore an additional risk will attend the traveller on the fourteenth of the hijjah we started to perform the rite of umrah or little pilgrimage after performing ablution and resuming the ihram with the usual ceremonies i set out accompanied by the boy mohammed and his brother abdullah mounting asses which resembled mules in size and speed footnote. pliny is certainly right about this useful quadruped and its congeners the zebra and the wild ass in describing it as animal frigors maxim impatiens it degenerates in cold regions unless as in afghanistan and barbary there be a long hot and dry summer Aden, Kutch, and Baghdad have pine breeds, whereas those of India and southeastern Africa are poor and weak. The best and the highest price come from the Maghrib, and the second to them in ranks is the Egyptian race. At Mecca, careful feeding and kind usage transform the dull slave into an active and symmetrical friend of man. He knows his owner's kind voice, and if one of the two fast, it is generally the biped the asses of the holy city are tall and plump with sleek coats generally ash or grey-coloured the eyes of deer heads gracefully carried and ambling gait 
and extremely sure-footed they are equal to great fatigue and the stallions have been known in their ferocity to kill the groom the prices varies from twenty-five to a hundred and fifty dollars and a footnote we rode to the harem and prayed there again remounting we issued through the bab safa towards the open country north-east of the city the way was crowded with pilgrims on foot as well as mounted and their loud labbaiks distinguished those engaged in umrah from those whose business was with the camp of the damascus caravan at about half a mile from the city we passed on the left a huge heap of stones where my companions stood and cursed this grim-looking cairn is popularly believed to note the place of the well where abu lahab laid an ambuscade for the prophet this wicked uncle stationed there a slave with orders to throw headlong into the pit the first person who approached him and privily persuaded his nephew to visit the spot at night after a time anxiously hoping to hear that the deed had been done abu lahab incautiously drew nigh and was precipitated by his own bravo into the place of destruction footnote such is the popular version of the tale which differs in some points from that recorded in books others declare that here in days gone by stood the house of another notorious malignant abu jahal some again suppose that in this place a tyrannical governor of mecca was summarily lynched by the indignant populace the first two traditions however are favourites the vulgar citizens as well as pilgrims loving to connect such places with the events of their early sacred history even in the twelfth century we read that pilgrims used to cast stones at two cairns covering the remains of abu lahab and the beautiful termagant his wife and a footnote hence the well-known saying in al-islam whoso diggeth a well for his brother shall fall into it himself we added our quota of stones footnote certain credulous authors have contrasted these heaps with the clear ground at minna for the purpose of a minor miracle according to them this cairn steadily grows as may believed it would and that were it not for the guardian angels the millions of little stones annually thrown at the devils would soon form a mass of equal magnitude this custom of lapidation in token of hate is an ancient practice still common in the east yet in some parts of arabia stones are thrown at tombs as a compliment to the tenant and in the somali country the places where it is said holy men sat received the same doubtful homage and a footnote and proceeding we saw the jeddah road spanning the plain like a white ribbon in front of us the highway was now lined with coffee tents before which effeminate dancing boys performed to admiring syrians a small whitewashed bungalow the place of the amir al-hajj lay on the left and all around it clustered the motley encampment of his pilgrims after cantering about three miles from the city we reached the alamein or two pillars that limit the sanctuary and a little beyond it is the small settlement popularly called al-umrah footnote it is called in books at tanim bestowing plenty a word which readers must not confound with the district of the same name in the province of kaulan made by nibhur the tumna or thumna or temna capital of the katabanites other authors apply at tanim to the spot where abu lahab is supposed to lie there are two places called al-umrah near mecca the kabir or the greater is i am told in the wadi fatma 
and the prophet ordered aisha and her sister to begin the ceremonies at that place it is now visited by picnic parties and those who would pray at the tomb of maimuna one of the prophet's wives modern pilgrims commence always i am told at the umra sagir or the lesser which is about half way nearer to the city End of footnote. dismounting here we sat down on rugs outside a coffee tent to enjoy the beauty of the moonlight and an hour of cave in the sweet air of the desert presently the coffee tent keeper after receiving payment brought us water for ablution this preamble over we entered the principal chapel an unpretending building badly lighted spread with dirty rugs full of pilgrims and offensively close here we prayed the isha or the night devotions and then a two-bow prayer in honour of the ihram footnote some assume the ihram garb at this place End of footnote after which we distribute gratuities to the guardians and alms to the importunate beggars and now i perceived the object of abdullah's companionship the melancholy man assured me that he had ridden out for love of me and in order to perform as wakil or substitute a vicarious pilgrimage for my parents vainly i assured him that they had been strict in the exercise of their faith he would take no denial and i perceived that love of me meant love of my dollars with a surly assent he was at last permitted to act for the pious pilgrim yusuf or joseph bin ahmed and fatima bin Yunus, my progenitors it was impossible to prevent smiling at contrast as abdullah gravely raising his hands and in directing his face to the kaaba intoned i do vow the sehram of umrah in the name of yusuf son of ahmed and fatima daughter of yunus then render it attainable unto them and accept it of them bismillah allahu akbar remounting we galloped towards mecca shouting labbaik and halting at every half mile to smoke and drink coffee in short time we entered the city and repairing to the haram by the safa gate performed the tawaf or circumambulation of umrah after this dull round and necessary repose we left the temple by the same exit and mounting once more we turned towards the safa which stands about a hundred yards south-east of the mosque and as little deserves this name of mountain as do those that undulate the face of modern rome the safa end is closed by a mean-looking building composed of three round arches with a dwarf flight of stairs leading up to them out of a narrow road without dismounting we wheeled our donkeys around footnote we had still the pretext of my injured foot when the sa'i rite is performed as it should be by a pedestrian he mounts the step to about the height of a man and then turns towards the temple and a footnote left shoulders forward no easy task in the crowd and vainly striving to sight the kaaba through the baba safa perform the niyat or vow of the right assay or the running footnote i will not trouble the reader with the niyat which is the same as that is used in the tawaf rite and a footnote after tahlil takbir and talbiyat we raised our hands in the supplicatory position and twice repeated there is no god but allah alone without partner his is the kingdom unto him be praise he giveth life and death he is alive and perisheth not in his hand is good and he over all things is omnipotent footnote almost every mutawif it is must be remembered has his own set of prayers and a footnote 
then with the donkey boys leading our animals and a stout fellow preceding us with lantern and a quarter staff to keep off the running bedouin camelmen and the riders of asses we descended safa and walked slowly down the street al mesa towards morwa footnote safa means large hard rock morwa means hard white flints full of fire and a footnote during our descent we recited aloud o allah cause me to act according to the sunnah of thy prophet and to die in his faith and defend me from errors and disobedience by thy mercy o most merciful of the merciful arrived at what is called the batn al-wadi belly of the valley a place now denoted by the alamain al-akhdarain or the two green pillars one fixed in the eastern course of the haram footnote in former times a devastating torrent used to sweep this place after the rains the fumara bed has now disappeared and the pillars are used as landmarks galland observes that these columns are planted upon the place which supported eve's knees when after three hundred years of separation she was found by adam and a footnote the other in a house on the right side footnote this house is called rubat al-abbas and a footnote we began the running by urging our beasts here the prayer was o lord pardon and pity and pass over what thou knowest for thou art the most dear the most gracious save us from hell-fire safely and cause us safely to enter paradise o lord give us happiness here and happiness hereafter and spare us the torture of the flames at the end of this supplication we passed the button or lowest ground whose farthest limits were marked by two other pillars Footnote here once stood asaf and naila the two idols some say a man and a woman metamorphosed for separation in the temple and a footnote. again we began to ascend repeating as we went verily safa and marwa are two of the monuments of allah whoso therefore pilgrimeth to the temple of mecca or performeth umrah it shall be no crime in him to run between them both and as for him who voluntarily doeth a good deed verily allah is graceful and omniscient footnote quran chapter two and a footnote at length we reached marwa a little rise like safa in the lower slope of abu Qubais. the houses cluster in amphitheatre shape above it and from the masa or the street below a short flight of steps to a platform bounded on three sides like a tennis court by three walls without arches the streets seen from above was a bowstring curve it is between eight and nine hundred feet long with high houses on both sides and small lanes branching from it footnote ibn jubayr gives eight hundred ninety three steps other authorities make the distance seven hundred and eighty short cubits the size of an average man's forearm and a footnote at the foot of the platform we brought right shoulders forward so as to face the kaaba and raising hands to ears thrice exclaimed allahu akbar this concluded the first course and of these seven composed the ceremony as say or the running there was a startling contrast to the origin of this ceremony when the poor outcast on the cheerless wild arabia's parent clasped her fainting child as the turkish infantry marched in european dress with sloped arms down the mesa to relieve guard by the side of the half-naked running bedouin they looked as if epochs disconnected by long centuries had met 
a laxity too there was in the frequent appearances of dogs upon this holy and most memorial ground which said little in favour of the religious strictness of the administration footnote the ceremony of running between safa and marwa is supposed to represent hagar seeking water for her son usually pilgrims perform this rite in the morning of visiting the kaaba our sai ended at mount marwa there we dismounted and sat outside the barber's shop on the right hand of the street he operated upon our heads causing us to repeat o oh allah this my forelock is in thy hand then grant me for every hair a light on the resurrection day o most merciful of the merciful this and the paying for it constituted the fourth portion of the umrah or little pilgrimage throwing the skirt of our garments over our heads to show that our ihram was now exchanged for the normal state or the ihlal we cantered to the haram prayed there to bow prayer and returned home not a little fatigued End of chapter 32